I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And welcome, and welcome to, to their Tropes, tropes Battle, Battle for, Dominance. for Dominance. How did that sound on your head? You sound behind, but usually that's a good thing, right? I no, because it's a good. I think in, if it sounds if it sounds on time on your end, that's when it's good. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll get one it at some day. point in the future. We're on episode twenty-two. We haven't gotten it. No. We'll get it. We'll get Maybe it. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Um, <laughs> we we've had we both had some crazy life oh updates recently. Yeah. So first, I want to say sorry, guys, for getting our episode out uh, like five hours late last week. That was all me. Liz asked me um to get it done because she was busy, and I said sure. And then my cat had an emergency. So I was at the vet, um, and I was running around for, like, hours on to end, uh, and I also had a major paper to write, so this did have to take a backseat to, you know, school. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but we got it out, and um, you guys have been really awesome with the response. This week, we've hit our, like, record high of listeners, which yeah, is really cool. Yeah, I'm so like, happy. Listeners. Um, and yeah, it's really awesome. I'm glad that you guys liked our Omegaverse special. I really liked it too. Um, editing yeah. it was a lot of fun, almost as fun as recording it. I don't know, I yeah. had a lot of fun. And also, if you guys enjoyed us having a guest on, um, or if you didn't for whatever reason, even though Jaden is freaking poggers, um, feel free to just let us know. Like any. Gosh, feedback, I can tell you've know. been streaming on Twitch a lot. The poggers. I literally just like saying poggers. I've always had poggers, but it's lately become more of like a more repetitive thing in my vocabulary and the other day on stream one of my chat was like someone in the chat was just like gabs you say poggy and poggers a lot now and i was like i've always said it a lot i just like don't hold it back anymore <laughs> i just think it's really <laughs> i love to it say. i love it i love it and you also gotta remember too that like half the people i play overwatch with are like teenage boys so all i hear on my end and the headphones is poggers like every day so <laughs> yeah no it's okay i have an awful tendency just to I call everyone gamers. Yeah. Okay. I do that too. Don't worry. I walked. No, I walked down the stairs. It was like my parents were eating breakfast. I was like, good morning gamers. And my mom looked at me and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is just something I say. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But um, we both have some crazy job life updates. If yeah, you we do. I, I mean, I just, I got a retail job with a big chain clothing company. Um, so I'm excited to get discounts on the clothes. It's just part-time, so it's not going to be taking too much time, probably, because um, from what Google says, part-time at the store means 15 to 30 hours a week, and it varies. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm excited to not have $6.33 in my bank account anymore. Mm-hmm. I wish I was exaggerating. That is the exact number in my bank account. Right <laughs> um, I have made the big decision to move on my on from my job at the grocery store I've been working at for four years due to um, issues with management. And I'm really proud and I'm, of you. I'm moving to a sushi shop. I'm going to be working at yes. a sushi restaurant. Is it the and one I'm... that we've gone to before? Or no. No. Okay. No. But um, I'm really excited. It's going to be really fun. I need the change of pace. Um, it'll be awesome. Have you worked um, at a restaurant before? I've worked at like a kind of, eh, like kind of, mm-hmm. at like a local like kind of like burger shop. So essentially, the sushi restaurant is only doing like takeout orders. Right. They're not doing oh, dine in, nice. especially because it's like 
a teeny tiny place so like with covid it's just not even right like, worth sense. anything because like what it wouldn't even be worth to seat people so they're just like fully just focused on takeout so i did take out at the old place i worked oh, so like okay. i'm i'm so used you just to like it. handling phone and like pickups and stuff yep basically. nice yes so that would be so be much fun. better for you yeah i'm pumped and um, now you don't have to memorize barcodes and whatever yeah she literally used to like memorize like serial numbers of like products and stuff okay i i only had the 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 serial number like the the barcode number for the 24 pack of poland spring memorized yeah like that's the most random thing ever (laughs) i i don't remember it anymore because i haven't been on register in a while i will say okay but i do know a lot of the like plu codes for produce right because like every produce like when you slink when you weigh it you need like a code so like bananas are 4011 and like all that bs <laughs> the bananas are the easiest one i will say but um I'm, I'm very excited um recently i got really obsessed with shadow and bone like yes I've seen. i oh my god i'm like almost done with the first book already yeah, i love read it six of crows when you're done because like yeah labor Bard- i don't even know if i'm saying her name right i'm pretty sure she's jewish um like amazing author i read um the six of crows series before anything like i have yet to read shadow and bone and i, I know i need oh to, my but... god gabs you have to <laughs> I, know I, I need to but i'm currently love obsessed with another it series. oh my god i love it so much like mm-hmm. i'm I'll gonna go read six to of crows after um and like it i started watching the netflix show while i'm like running because i know i'm not gonna like pass where i am in the book mm-hmm. by watching it when i run in the morning so i'm only on like episode two which is literally like chat like ap- like right after chapter four in the book so it's like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna past myself but like i am so obsessed with Gabs, i think you would really, really i think you would really like this. oh i know like, i, I think would like would... it like I, I like six of crows like it actually it turns out like a couple days ago on my facebook memories i finished the six of crows series like a couple years ago and i was like wow guys this series is so freaking good but um right now yeah. i'm currently obsessed with a local author series as in local to uh me in georgia um it's the ruin of kings series by jen lyons leons i don't know but um she's so local that literally she goes to the used bookstore that i get books from and she signs like copies of her books there like all the nice so i went to pick up the second and third book in her series because i finished the first one i had the autographed copy i was obsessed i went to get the next two and they had two left one was autographed for the second book and the third wasn't but they were like oh yeah she comes literally all the time if you just give us a call we'll call her and she'll come autograph your book for you for free that's crazy right i was like oh my god and like it's a really really good series and it's like i think the way i would describe it is like a book within a book because it's so it's like you're you're well aware like the reader knows that the narrators are extremely unreliable but Mm -hmm. um it's because it's like it's almost like they're the somebody is transcribing a recording of what Mm -hmm. happened is what's going on and then that person who's doing the transcribing knows more so they are relaying what the unreliable narrators are saying and then and if there's something that like they can add to the lore like the person transcribing it writes like a, a footnote and is like actually like this is this or like oh he was actually Ooh. pretty spot on here and it's like it's so cool it's like oh it's just so cool like the way it's written is almost, yeah. it just reminds me of a textbook and I, I actually just i really 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 enjoyed it the series is good um, the characters are great and it's like an adult fantasy novel that's not solely focused on sex um i find that a lot of yeah, adult fantasy novels like put that, a lot yeah. of emphasis on sex and um, without spoiling, there's a major thing that happens in the beginning of the book to the main character, which is why there's not a lot of emphasis on sex. But um, so if you're interested in uh, sex repulsed or trauma characters, definitely check it out. Um, 
And, yeah, but- I feel like we we haven't <laughs> talked about it that much, like mm-hmm. on the show, how much we're into like n- not just like reading fan fiction, but, but like real reading books. books. Yeah, our love yeah. of fanfic comes from our love of our reading. love of reading. Yeah, for sure. And like, Liz like and we've I only mentioned reading books. like we've never we've only mentioned like reading like Twilight. Yeah, but like <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it sounds so awful. <laughs> but like we read other books. Like I love I, reading. Yeah, I hadn't read Twilight in uh, like over five years when i last read it again um, i like last recently summer, so. i recently have like finally had time to like i know it's like in the middle of finals so i don't right? really no, have time I, to read I feel like, but like yeah. i've quarantine has allowed me to like rekindle my love of reading yeah. and really like get back into reading because like, it's almost it's like we don't really have it's not like we can go out with friends we can't do everything so there's now this like so many empty hours in the day where we would be doing things that we're not doing things yeah and it's not like oh i'm just gonna play video games well i'm already playing video games for five hours a day i'm not gonna add another two hours onto that so i'll read or i'll do something else all right because it's like usually it's like reading my reading time is solely taken up by like schoolwork so it's it's so nice to be able to like read again you know yes absolutely um oh uh did you want to talk about your journal stuff or oh yeah um so there's um i recently so i i've mentioned on here that there's a small chance i I may get like my article on like queer baiting in the mcu uh published in a journal it's currently being peer-reviewed and i just got another um opportunity from my professor to possibly um to like submit and um possibly be accepted to develop blog posts for an academic journal which is um, super super exciting like for yeah, those she, you guys like, specific- who know academia you know how big of a deal this is like she she very specifically it wasn't just like a general email she sent out to like the entire class like it was very much like specifically emailed to me so it was like very important to me and it's essentially going to be like talking about like fandom in fandom and like just like general and she like, said like you could talk about the feminism. podcast right yeah so Which yeah is so freaking cool and like if you, even if so for those of you guys who aren't well versed in academia and academic writing like this is a really big deal like you know like you'll see all those like sci- scientists say this and like they cite a study or whatever those aren't usually like big scientists in a lab working on stuff those are people who have written a research paper and like have performed a study and it's like all written that's basically like liz isn't yeah. doing the research so much like the the, the or the study like it's more of like part. a li- literature yeah she's like, lit- she's like compiling over. literature basically. and it's just like yeah it's but really... it's a big deal i think especially guys. <laughs> for an undergraduate student or even like if you're just graduating like you you haven't gone into like any postgraduate schools like this is a huge fucking deal. Thank you, Gabs. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's just like it's so important to me that like, and I'm so happy that like my professor specifically emailed me because it's like it's not every day because like the the first like the journal thing was like something where we could submit like mm-hmm. um articles. It was like open to the entire class. I don't know if she's emailing other people in the class, but the fact mm-hmm. they got a specific email made me feel really happy. And this is something mm-hmm. I enjoy doing and like learning about and writing about like um like feminism and like representation in like media and like pop culture and kind of stuff like that so i'm excited I, yeah. <laughs> thank I, you thank i'm you. like living vicariously through you through this because this is this is so exciting and it's like oh, if i had the pa- more passion for writing this is something i would do too but i will just read all that you write instead um in- thank you yeah. i just in my free <laughs> time awesome. i love like watching video essays on like can stuff confirm, like this so you guys can like go through my text with liz from like the past few years and, oh like, i send <laughs> i'll send a random video essays. yeah like she'll literally it'll be like 2 a.m she goes oh here's this like two hour long youtube video about 
like feminism in the Barbie cinematic universe or something like that. It's just like yeah. random, <laughs> random shit that like we weren't talking about. Wait, did I send you that video? Did I actually? Because I saw it in my. I saw it Wait, in my is that an actual video? <laughs> I saw it in my recommendation, but I was like, no, oh, this is too oh long. Gabs is going to hate me if Wait. I said this to <laughs> Wait, I didn't realize it's an actual video. I was I just making you, something up. I sent you a two-hour video documenting uh, Warrior Cats and the you Warrior have. Cats fandom. You, you've also sent me some on Omegaverse, uh, yeah. the Omegaverse lawsuit. You've sent me, um, I want to... Oh, I have I many like a Twilight ones. Yeah, a bunch of Twilight. Great Twilight ones. I feel like you sent me a Supernatural one at some point. Oh my god, the fallout of the freaking Destiel. Probably, yeah, yeah. So good, so good. Yeah, I, I, this is what I love doing in my free time, so the fact that like, this I have and, an like, opportunity to playlist. write about it yeah oh i love playlists like if i get a text from liz and it's just a link it's either always going to be a twilight playlist or some video essay <laughs> all i'm gonna say people on youtube compile great playlists yes. with music it's, I, agree, I love it i agree it's it's just it's really funny to me um that like when i see it it texts me like i just i know what it is you know yeah i don't i don't even listen to my own like music playlists anymore when i do school work it's always like you, you, I have a really good one that's like, um, mm. like, um, a Hogwarts comfort playlist, mm-hmm. and it's like so. Oh, it's so good. I love Aww. it. So it's like, yeah. ambient music while you'd be doing your potions homework type shit. Yeah, I. It's like a. There's. It's like a really specific one I like, mm-hmm. but like, there's so many. I love playlists. Yeah, oh, I've nice. just recently been listening when I'm doing work to ADHD stim playlists on Spotify. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like made by people with ADHD for people with ADHD, and it's usually just like songs that make your brain like work i guess is the way to describe it and they they work for me um obviously everyone's different with adhd and not all the playlists work for me but i found one just called adhd stimulant playlist and i was like wait (laughs) this is better than the my uh the meth that i microdose every day (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) Uh, uh, it's great um yes yeah so i don't i don't know if there's anything else yeah i think we can get right into um, that oh i do want to add so liz and i um, have talked previously about how we're going to start doing like weekly monthly specials or whatever on um 50 50 shades Shades. and we're probably going to be starting that either next week or the following week um after this episode is released just because we're finishing up school and Mm -hmm. our final papers are due next wednesday so a week from today's recording which is scary um but like we're almost done so Mm -hmm. you know we want school to take priority and then we'll get uh back to dedicating more time to this yeah yes okay so cool. um, you got to choose this week, Gabs. What did I you did. choose? So I ended up choosing the trope called five times, five things, also called three things. Um, And it's the best way to describe it is just five times X happened or didn't happen. And one time it did happen or didn't happen. So um, for uh-huh. example, like five times a couple almost kissed and then one time they actually did. Five times he said I love you and one time she said it. This can also be with like other number variations, but usually the most common common is five times and then one extra time followed by three times plus one or 10 times plus one. Um, sometimes you also see it as like four plus one, two plus one, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. I really like these. They're usually like a short like s- series of like one shots that are loosely connected um, in that they mm-hmm. take place in the same verse, but they are not usually in chronological order. Like it's not chapter one, this happens, chapter two, now it's the next day this is happening. It's usually just like little snippets of the lives, um, but sometimes they are 
like totally unrelated and it's just people exploring different verses with the uh, characters um this can be seen as early as the 80s like i think it was 1981 is one of the earliest ones which was a han and leia um fanfic and a star wars mm-hmm. sign that's so cute i forgot to grab the actual fic title but um i got all my information for this from fan lore and tv tropes and i believe this one is included in fan lore so definitely should check it out they have some online um sources like of these stories if you're interested in reading them which is pretty cool um this started mostly as a like prompt in the early 2000s though i believe the fandom was for smallville people were writing it for and then over the past like 10 15 years it's kind of become more of a like a prompt challenge like you know like 30 day challenge write this this and this this usually ends up being one of those prompts so Mm -hmm. um there's not too much to it other than what i just said it's a very self-explanatory one so the fic that i chose for us to read is a descendants uh the disney movie series uh oh i (laughs) love descendants i've been i've been begging everybody to do a descendants group with me forever we were you were the one who showed me it (laughs) yeah i was first time freshman year baby yeah because i made everyone watch it because i'm fucking obsessed um but i wanted us all to do it for a colossal con east this year but i don't know if we're gonna do that so (laughs) i don't know if we're gonna go to colossal this year um (laughs) yeah but i i i don't know i'm really i love them and uh this is written specifically for jay and carlos Mm -hmm. um which is a very cute ship and it's disney so all the characters get kind of like coupled up uh with into very heteronormative ships um with like mm-hmm. a few exceptions where you're like oh wow that's not a normal couple that i would see but like yeah. and also um for those of you guys unfamiliar with descendants it's basically like all the kids of all of your favorite disney characters um are like in college or they're in high school and so mm-hmm. you have all the kids of the heroes at this like fancy prep high school and then you have all the villains and their kids living on this island that's cut off from the mainland they're not allowed to leave they're not allowed to have magic and it's like punishment for them and then um ben who is the son of beauty and beast um uh, so bell and beast um is like it, they made them in charge of the kingdom in this verse and ben is about to become like the next king for some reason i think he turns like 18 he becomes king or something and he's like oh um actually i want to let um the villain kids i want to like pick four villain kids to like come live with us and like learn how to be good and then there's three movies about it basically <laughs> i love it i <laughs> so think it's, it's so actually fun. really really good especially for like a live action series um and also like the the cast they're all beautiful um and like even the characters who like the actors who aren't quote-unquote conventionally attractive are all super like gorgeous and they like i don't think any character is done dirty no one's done like dirty. even Everyone's like the characters amazing. like like they're like i think her name's like dizzy or drizzy is like the son of like the evil stepsisters or whatever um from cinderella and like obviously they're supposed to be like ugly and stuff but she's she's a kid and she's so cute and like all the kids yeah. like they're all very cute very sweet um and i'll never be over the fact that the guy who played um harry hook and uh not, is it harry hook what's his name uh i don't remember off the top of my head to be honest i don't think it's not wait why did i say harry hook i have name of an overwatch league player <laughs> oh no, my it's, god um, it's it's captain hook's son i i feel like his name was harry but i don't remember but his actor and mal maleficent's daughter um like were dating in real life so like during the time that these were being filmed so the chemistry between them is crazy to the point <laughs> they had to limit the scenes that they were in like oh just my on them God. because like there's this scene where he like takes gum from her mouth with his hook and it's like you're like are, am i watching disney because like this is like it's just such a charged 
tension to see and, like yeah. it's, it's crazy and you're like am i watching disney or am i watching something else um yeah. but yeah so it's a really good series um and unfortunately the um actor for carlos passed away was it cameron mm-hmm. boyce was it? yeah cameron boyce cameron boyce um i think from like it was seizures or something yeah, um, it was like a year or two ago now, but uh, it was very tragic, very sudden. He was super young, and um, I'm sure a lot of people know him from other shows if they're into Disney, like Jesse and Jessie, stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was very tragic, um, very sad. And I do want to make it clear that when we talk about um, fanfic uh, or media that portrays real like humans, that we talk specifically about the characters. We're never talking about the actors unless we specify we're talking about the actors Um, oh yeah (laughs) just so like you guys know like liz and i aren't being like oh my god what if like these actors kiss like we're like no like these characters yeah um we we separate we know how to separate fiction from reality yeah just making sure i mean we've said multiple times we're not into like real person yes exactly and i I do want just want to make sure that people know too especially when it comes to things where yeah like people like humans portraying humans you know like the actors aren't yeah like, portraying another race i think sometimes lines get blurry especially in fanfic when they're like describing like their appearance yeah definitely so i just i just wanted to lay that out there for you guys okay so <laughs> enough of a build-up um so yeah. this fic is called four times the residents of aradon thought jay and carlos were dating and it's by the name is Brittany, all one word and it's rated for general audiences. So there, this is one of those. It's a one shot, but it's split into um, five different sections with four of like the times that like um, you know the resident whatever the, what the title says, and then the last time with them actually dating. So mm-hmm. I only include. I took out a lot because otherwise it would be twenty pages. Um, but I took out um, quite a bit. I included sections from the first two like quote unquote times, and then the last um, like the the bonus time. Mm-hmm. So um, I will – I'm not sure who I want to read from because it's not really from either – like one's perspective is from Carlos, one's from Jay, and then there's also two girls talking. So um, actually three girls talking, I think. And the, yeah. Um, the but, girls we can assign when we get there. That's like I, no, there's only, there's only two girls. I lied. Okay. Um, okay. So do you want to read – how about you read for Carlos sure. and for um, Evangeline? And I'll read for Melody and Jay. Okay. Okay. So this first one uh, one is with Melody. And then, oh, this is a teacher. Now, class, I'd like you to get into pairs. The class rejoiced as they all turned to talk to their lab partners. With someone other than your lab partner. What? Jay exclaimed. Why? What's the point of having lab partners if we can't even work with them? Jay, it's fine. I'll see you later for tourney practice. Carlos said, nudging his best friend lightly. As the class began to pair up, Melody took her books and reluctantly walked up to Carlos's desk. Mind if I work with you? She asked, placing her books on the table and pulling her long black hair into a ponytail. Carlos smiled politely and gestured to the stool. Melody sat down and opened her textbook and binder. She'd never been the best at note-taking, her handwriting looking more like scribbles than anything. Maybe she could get a tip or two from Carlos. Once class ended, Melody packed up her books and turned to Carlos. You're a really great lab partner, Carlos. I can see why Jay didn't want to pair with someone else. Carlos smiled bashfully. You guys make a really cute couple. Carlos paused, his hand hovering over his notebook as he reached to put it inside his bag. Uh, I'm sorry? You and Jay. You guys are really cute together. Melody packed up all her things and put her backpack in her on her back. Bye. See you tomorrow. Carlos stood there, stock still. A couple? Him and Jay? That was ridiculous, right? And then the next section is with Evangeline. 
Jay had been eyeing a wristwatch with a slim back black strap ever since he'd first spotted it sitting on the wrist of a gorgeous dark-skinned girl in his English class. It would look perfect on Carlos, he thought idly as he glanced at the girl in question from across the hall. He tucked a strand of hair behind his ear before approaching the girl, eyes hooded and his trademark smirk pasted on his face. This was going to be easy. Oh, and really quick context for like these scenes. So Jay is the son of Jafar from Aladdin. And then so like he like likes to seal things. And then Carlos is the son of Cruella DeVille. So um, he's terrified of dogs. And yes. other than that, he's just like perfect. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, He's really like the least villain character. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he's like very, very like sweet and cute. Yes. Um, he gives me like like styles from Teen Wolf. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Same vibes. Same vibes. Same. But, like, mm-hmm. before Styles figures out, like, anything about it. And they also wolves. basically play lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, they do. No, they do. So the sport that they play in Descendants is basically a mixture of rugby and lacrosse. And Cross. it's called, like, tourney or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I hate it. But <laughs> <laughs> And Carlos is, like, the worst player ever. And Jay's, like, a jock. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then um, in the in the canon series, uh, Jay ends up hooking up with Lonnie, Mulan's daughter, because um, she and she does the classic like only guys can do tourney, and she has her helmet on. They're like, "Whoa, he's so good! Who is that?" She takes the helmet off, and it's like it's she actually. <laughs> love it, love it, yes. love it. Um, and then with Carlos, uh, he dates Jane, who's the daughter of the fairy godmother. Cute. Okay. Um, he swaggered up to the girl and rested his shoulder against the locker next to hers, giving her an obvious once-over and moving his head slightly, flipping his hair away from his face. Carlos said that made him look charming, and he trusted his best friend's opinion. Hey, gorgeous. I'm Jay, he said, his voice almost like a low purr. Evangeline turned from her locker and saw one of the villain kids standing next to her. Jay, she'd learned. She recalled seeing him and one of the other kids, Evie, sitting together in her English class. Really quick, Evie, guess who her mom is? The fucking evil queen. Evie. Evil. I hate it. I hate I hate the names in this oh, so much. I love it. I think it's cute. <laughs> I hate it because like I, I just I hate like it's, I love Evie. They're now. all so on point. They are. It's, it's so crazy. But at the same time, I hate it because they're the kids like Mal for Maleficent, Evie for Evil Queen. Like you couldn't have been any more original. That's my thing. It's just yeah. so unoriginal. Okay. Um she and see one of the other kids, Evie, sitting together in her English class. Her eyes scanned Jay's posture and facial expression, and she frowned, raising an eyebrow. Was he flirting with her he probably wasn't after all he was dating that other guy from the aisle wasn't he evangeline it's nice to meet you she said forcing a small smile we've english together right Mm-hmm. but i've seen you around and i'm just saying <laughs> i think you and i could have chemistry together jay said one corner of his mouth moving up into his trademark grin as his hand slowly inched closer to her left wrist almost got it excuse me Jay's finger caught hold of the buckle on the watch and he slowly began to release it. Just two more seconds and maybe I should clarify, Jay said, taking hold of her wrist gently and maneuvering the witch off, slipping watch off, slipping it into the underside of his wristband out of sight before slipping his hand back into his pocket. You're hot. I'm hot. We could be hot together. Maybe he could even get a date out of this one. Evangeline saw red. I I can't believe you. It is people just like you who disgust me. Evangeline exclaimed, slamming her locker shut and holding her books close to her chest, not noticing the fact that her wrist was now bare. Jay looked startled and took a step back, his shoulders tightening and lips tensing into a thin line. What do you mean by people just like me, huh? A villain? Jay cried back. Sure, it was what he was, but it still hurt to be generalized. 
No, I couldn't care less who your parents are. Evangeline continued, her eyes narrowing into dark slits filled with disdain. I mean, people like you who try to cheat on their boyfriends by flirting with other girls. Evangeline looked just over Jay's left shoulder at Carlos, who was talking to Mel by her locker. Boyfriend! Jay turned to see who Evangeline was talking about, locking eyes with Carlos, who waved at him pleasantly. What the hell are you? But when he turned back around, Evangeline was gone in a huff stomping down the corridor, leaving a confused Jay behind. Jay was reeling after that conversation, but he shook it off. The people on Aradon were weird, and he guessed Aunt Vangeline was no exception. At least he'd got what he wanted. He turned and walked towards Carlos and Ma Mal, brandishing his new loot. Hey, Los, I got something for you. And then this is the plus one um, with Carlos and Jay. And so uh, to give some context in the uh, last one before this, it ties into it. Um, Lonnie like assumes that the two of them are dating, says it to both of them. And they're like, what? No, we're not dating. And then it immediately moves into this after she leaves. That was a uh, pretty crazy, right? Carlos started weakly. Lonnie thinking we're, we were dating and all. Jay replied with a weak chuckle and a nod. Yeah, crazy. Jay mumbled before sighing. This is ridiculous, man. You're my best bro. Ever since Mal and I decided you were cool enough to be a part of our crew back on the aisle. Jay's arm twitched, almost reaching out and wrapping itself around Carlos. A reflex. But Jay refrained, holding onto his own wrist. Carlos smiled at the memory. I'm glad that you two decided I was cool enough. Carlos joked, nudging Jay lightly with his shoulder and tensing up. He didn't know if that was okay to do after that conversation. You're more than cool enough, man. I don't know what I'd do without you. Carlos smiled at Jay's admission and paused when he felt a hand on his arm. He turned and saw Jay looking at him. His dark eyes bore a kind of intensity he didn't think he'd ever seen before. Seriously, you keep me together when I'm down? You help me out with studying and homework? Even though you have like a million other things to do? You join swords and shields with me? Even though you hate sports? You're like, you're like my rock, dude. You're my rock, dude, bro. <laughs> I love it. It's so in character for him, though. Yeah. It really is. Carlos blushed heavily and smiled, looking away from Jay and rolling his eyes, hoping to diffuse the sudden electricity that had built up between them. Come on, man. You're starting to sound sappy. Carlos attempted to start walking in the direction of their dorms when he felt Jay's hand grasp his own. Jay? Jay glanced down at their hands. His heart was beating a mile a minute. He didn't know why he felt more nervous in this minute than he'd ever felt talking to any other girl he'd ever talked to. Los, I, I feel more comfortable around you than I feel around anyone. Carlos opened his mouth to speak, but Jay interrupted. When we were on the aisle, we were focused on surviving and shit. There wasn't really any time for anything other than a quick fling. I never wanted that with you, and I knew I wanted something. I just never knew what. I thought I just loved you. Like... As a friend, you know? But then we got here and all of a sudden Mal was falling in love and so was Evie and we're surrounded by all this positivity and... Carlos cut him off. Jay, are you trying to say... I don't know what I'm trying to say. All this shit is so fucking confusing. Jay exclaimed, letting go of Carlos's hand to run his fingers through his hair. Carlos missed the warmth that Jay's hand provided. All I know is that I see you and I feel happier than I ever felt stealing some pointless shit or flirting with some cheerleader. And you do all this shit that makes me feel good inside, you know? Like when you smile and your whole face just lights up or when I steal something for you and you look at me like I just gave you the most valuable thing in the world. If that means I like you, then I guess... Before Jay could finish his sentence, there's a hand in his pulling him close and a pair of soft lips gently touching his own. Carlos was kissing him. Okay, this he could deal with. 
Carlos tentatively placed a hand on Jay's shoulder and squeezed it gently as they kissed, an electric shock surging through him when he felt Jay reach for his waist, pulling him closer. When Jay had been monologuing to Carlos, he had an epiphany. The past few weeks, or the past few years actually, Carlos had been confused about what his feelings were for Jay, ever since the first time he'd made the taller boy laugh. All he knew is that it felt so nice whenever Jay would casually wrap his arms around him at lunch, or when he'd scoot closer to him on the bed when they were watching a movie, or whenever Jay returned to the dorm with something new he'd gotten for Carlos. Now he knew what that feeling was. Love. As Jay was speaking, Carlos was gearing himself up to just do it. Just kiss him. So he did. And honestly? Fireworks. They pulled away with a soft smack and Carlos sighed, his eyes fluttering open and gazing into Jay's own. You guess... Carlos asked quietly, a soft chuckle following. Jay grinned and wrapped his arms fully around him, his hands meeting at the small of Carlos's back. I guess that means I like you, Jay said quietly, feeling lighter than he'd ever felt before. Well, then I guess I like you too, <laughs> Carlos replied before leaning in for another sweet kiss. That was so cute! Right? Right? Oh, I love it! Oh, man, Fix with those two. Like, I, I remember when I first re- got into the series, I was really, really into reading Fix for them. So I had a few, like, um in my bookmarks, and I totally forgot about it. And I was, like, trying to figure out what to do this week. And I, I was like, oh, this is a fun trope. So I just, like, you know, searched in my bookmarks what I had. And I was like, oh, shit, I have, like, a bunch. And I found this one, and I was like, oh, this is really cute. So Yeah, it's it's really sweet. I um I, I don't think I've ever actually uh read this trope before. I didn't know there was really? like a name for it or anything. I mean, are you so. sure you haven't read it at, like you've read I it before mean, and there's maybe know? maybe there's a chance I've read it before and I didn't know, but I don't I really don't think so. Interesting. Yeah, I like it. It's cute. Right. It's very cute. Um, I don't know. I personally I will say I actually don't usually look for um these kind of fix because I prefer series that are I don't I prefer like multiple chapters. I don't usually enjoy one shots unless they're longer. Um but I'm not opposed to reading these when I come across them. What about you, Liz? Yeah, as I said, uh I don't think I've ever read one before. Right. I think it's really sweet. Um I don't think I would be opposed to reading one, but I don't think I would necessarily search it out. I do mm. like the idea, and I think it's very cute and sweet, but I think yeah. it'd be more I'd have to come across it naturally, and then I'd be like, okay, let me give it a shot. Yes, definitely. Oh, and I'll say another fandom that I like that has a lot of these is Miraculous Ladybug. Um, there's a lot of these for, like, identity reveals where there's, like, five times Marinette accidentally revealed her identity to Adrian and one time Adrian did to her, something like that. And, like, there's a bunch of them mm-hmm. and they're all really, really cute. So shout out to you writers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Liz, why don't you get started and tell me all about yours? I will say when you open up my file, it's going to look really long. We're probably not going to read all of what I copied, but I just didn't know how long it would take. But so, um, um the- can I just say I literally almost did a groundhog similar trope? Awesome! So <laughs> you didn't. Um, I got I got Groundhog Day. Um, so this is essentially a trope based off of the plot of the popular movie Groundhog Day. Um. Gabs, what do you know about, do you know anything about this trope? Yeah, I actually love this movie. I saw it with my parents when I was younger. Um, It's a a bit of an older movie, so I, if, you know, there's people our age might not have seen it, to be honest. Um, I haven't watched the actual movie, but I know the trope very well and the premise. I I think you'd enjoy the movie. You should definitely watch it. It's definitely a rom-com type thing. Um, I very much enjoy it personally. But yeah, I'm um, I'm excited. I realized, like, the whole trope was named after the movie, but it, it makes sense, so... Yeah. But yeah, so basically, if you don't know, um, this is a trope where a character is caught in a time loop and they're forced to repeat a specific period of time. This t- period of time is almost oh, like it's usually a day. 
-hmm. and they repeat it over and over until like a specific thing in this time loop is corrected do you want me to Um, like say the movie real quick like what happens in the movie uh sure okay i mean spoilers but it's an old movie spoilers but i'm pretty sure movies from the 80s so or or early 90s at the earliest or the latest so um if you haven't seen it that's on you but basically this guy is like in love with this girl he works with like his co-worker and uh, it's groundhog day and um i don't remember the specifics because it's been like 10 years since i saw it but it's like he keeps waking up every day on groundhog day like no matter what he does like keeps he keeps uh just waking up to something new even when he like goes on a date with her like he does these things and like he has to do like something very specific and then the day stops resetting itself like even if he kills himself like which he does do a couple times um in the movie the day still resets he wakes up the next day and it's it's the groundhog day again okay so yeah so yeah um so usually this is like i i feel like this is definitely the article said it's more of a rare fanfic trope, and I do agree. Yes. You do not see it very, very often. Yeah, I was gonna say I've never seen this like in fanfic before. Yeah, and I the the works tend to be like light and fluffy. Though the one I did choose for later that we're gonna be reading is that it ends usually it ends light and fluffy because usually mm-hmm. it ends very nicely. Usually it's it really just depends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually it's inspired by events in canon, so it'll like they'll like be your repeating like events in canon so like if like it can be linked to fix it fix and essentially where it's like um but so they're linked to like fix it fix where like someone will basically they won't like maybe how a certain scene or event ended or they would just want it to go another way like essentially wanting to give them a happier ending or they just don't like it and so usually they'll have them like repeated in a time loop and it ends with them with the ending they want Mm-hmm. So not ne- it's never necess it doesn't have to necessarily be like this should have gone another way but like I want like a happier ending for them so it could be either or um and this trope has been used a lot in like actual shows and movies and stuff because I mean like space is a pop Groundhog Day was a popular movie it man was. and it's a it's, gr- it's a famous movie it's a it's a great it's a great idea so um I don't know if this is a huge spoiler or not for Once Upon a Time tell me if it is. Um... It's, it's, I mean that you find that out early in season one. I wouldn't. I mean, it's the whole plot of season one. So then I'll just skip it. I won't talk no, you, about you it. You don't have to skip it, but like, if I mean, it's an old show. It's been out for like ten years. If, but if you haven't seen Once Upon a Time and you want to, just skip the next like ten seconds. Um, in in Storybrooke, everyone does the same thing, the exact same thing every day, and no one but Regina notices. And until it's until Emily Swan arrives. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it was a weird sentence, but yeah. No, that I, that's that's accurate. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Awesome. Um in Super and Natural in the episode Mystery Spot, Sam Winchester is forced to relive a Tuesday where Dean dies over and over again. And I'm assuming it's it's like he doesn't have to relive it if he saves Dean. That's yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. Guessing. Yeah, that's probably it. Um in Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the episode Life Serial, Jonathan Lev- Vince Leviathan? Yeah, I would not uh, know. Um, casts a spell on Buffy and forces her into a time loop. Buffy has to assist customers at the magic shop and must satisfy them. If she fails, the interaction restarts where the customer walks in. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> like a genuine nightmare. Um, there's this um, movie called Happy Death Day and it has its sequel. It's a popular horror movie. And essentially the character... Um, has to continue reliving her birthday where she gets murdered and she has to keep doing this over and over again and when she's murdered she wakes up at the beginning of her birthday again 
and she can only break the cycle by killing the murderer like that's sure. that's literally the only way out um yeah it's intense i haven't watched it but i've watched videos on it it's really good apparently okay um at the end of doctor strange there's a time loop um so at the end of doctor strange to defeat dormammu strange essentially traps dormammu in a time loop oh, and right. when he's like i've come to bargain <laughs> like over and over again and usually dormammu like immediately kills him and they do this like so many times like thousands and thousands of time until like literally he's like Dormammu's just like I can't do this anymore I'm over it mm -hmm. you know um basically strange annoys Dormammu to give him what he wants um <laughs> the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya is an anime with one of the most infamous arcs in anime history it is called the endless eight so um I'm gonna talk about it in the light novel first where it's not as infamous because it's just like it's a one chapter where the characters are forced to relive the last two weeks of August and only one character is aware of it and another character essentially like catches on and fixes the time loop. Mm -hmm. And they do this over like literally like 15,000 times before oh breaking God. the cycle. And um, yeah, so this is just like a one off chapter. But where it gets its infamy is from is in the anime where this arc takes up eight episodes of season two. And it's eight of the exact same episode, the exact same plot. And the only thing that changes is certain shots and certain characters' clothing from episode to episode. Literally the same plot over and over again with minor differences of, like, the character, like, the character who, like, breaks it, like, kind of catching on, you know, where he's mm -hmm. like, oh, I feel like I know this, you know. And eventually they, like, break it. But mm -hmm. um, I believe that, like, the voice actors actually had to re-record the same script for each episode leading to, like, oh. slightly different performances. Oh Apparently, like, they begged to just read. I feel so awful. They were, like, so over it. Yeah. I don't blame them. I'd be pissed. Um, But, yeah, so so within the last two weeks of August, Haruhi, who's essentially, like, a god in, like, mm -hmm. this universe, she wants to spend the last two weeks of their August and of their summer break doing as much as they can together. And so they do all this stuff, they do all this stuff, and always on the last day, they they just stay at home because they're so tired. They're like, oh my god, we did so much in the past two weeks, I'm going to relax today. Mm -hmm. And the only, and throughout this, Kion, who is like our main character that we actually follow, like we see the entire story through his eyes, mm -hmm. um, he slowly realizes that something's wrong. And he breaks this loop by having some having everyone come together to do homework on the last day of vacation. And so it's not so one thing I saw online that was really interesting. So it's not necessarily the fact that they did their homework and they got their homework done was what broke the loop. But it was the mm -hmm. fact that they spent time together, thus fulfilling that they did as much as they could. Okay. Does that make sense? It's I not know. like it's not like basically if. Um, so, like, they basically spend every day kind of doing something together, like going to the pool, doing a baseball game. So if within those two weeks, if they didn't do all of that, mm -hmm. like, if they, let's say they spent, they didn't spend the day doing baseball, but they spent the last day doing homework together, they would most likely have to repeat it. Oh, so it's like all of these events in, in congruence with each other is what breaks the loop. So they I have see. to do as much they, as they can so just in their last two ever, weeks. Basically. Yeah. Okay, yes. that, I guess that makes sense. But the, the final event of what they do is that mm -hmm. Kyon gets Haruhi and everyone to stay to do homework, and that's what breaks it. So that's the only thing that really changes throughout the loop, but it's not... That's not like, really let's say, cute, though. Yeah, like, let's say it's like, oh, in the last loop, oh, I'm going to make us do homework on the last day together, but that one day where we were supposed to play baseball together, 
we don't and we just stay home, the loop would probably restart. Oh, so yeah, that makes sense. Okay, it, it was it was really interesting because I didn't I never thought about it that way until mm-hmm. I read like a blog post about it. Um, yeah, I, really I cool. Add, um, one more series with a like plot twist Groundhog Day yeah. effect. Uh, the Magicians. Um, I recently watched the Netflix show. I have yet to read the books, but I want to. I've heard that they're very different from the show, and that people who like the books hate the show. Um, and I was like, I really like the show, so I'll have to see. But yeah. um, there's. I don't want to spoil it because it is a major plot point, but there's a lot to do with time loops in the show. Awesome. Yeah, I love when shows do time loops because, I mean, not in the sense of Hari because, like, Jesus Christ, eight awful. episodes is right. awful. Um, I luckily watched it after it aired, but I think I actually watched all the episodes and I was just really confused because mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. Because it was, like, I think, like, the fourth anime I watched. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, you're torrenting videos on YouTube. Right. So, you're, you're, like, you're not in the community at all. So, like, you don't, like, think you to, don't like, know look at blog on. posts. You're just, like, oh, my friend told me to watch this show, so I'm watching it on YouTube, you know? Wait, and that's the same note. It. Does it count? Can does it count as uh, are putting ourselves in a time loop if we watched Vampire Night and then Vampire Night Guilty back to back? Oh my god! For those of you guys Stop. who don't know, I love Vampire Night. Vampire so Night much. Guilty is basically the original series, but they redid it. They wait no, I've never watched Guilty. I don't think really no, because Guilty they... was like like I remember watching it. I would get so confused. I'm like, am I watching the right thing? Because it's basically the same show. I love Vampire Night, though. Vampire Night was great. It it just, the manga was horrible. Great premise. Horrible manga. Did you ever finish it? I never read the manga. So the last 15 chapters of the manga go back and forth with, uh, what's his name? Kaname, right? What's his name? Kaname. Kaname. And what's the main character? He was my husband. I loved him. What's the main character? Uh, Yuki. Yuki. Kaname and Yuki um, goes back and forth with them being like, oh, um, Kaname is actually an ancient, like, 1,000-plus-year-old vampire monster. Oh, um, Haruhi, you're actually his... Or Haruhi, Haruhi. Uh, Yuki, you're actually his sister. And they're like, oh, my God. And they're like, you're, you're not related. You're just um, also a super old vampire. And they're like, no, actually, you're related. No, you're not. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're brother and sister, but, like, I don't care. Yeah, it ends with, like, it ends with twist, a plot twist incest. But that was, like, that was and a the- really big thing at the time for, like, a lot of series to have, like, oh, yeah, we're so- incest, forbidden in love fucking hated it but I it was like a lot of- it was so angry i was so angry because like in the show made you like so like it was essentially like oh kaname you're zero and so i fell in love yeah, with kaname because right like, it made you pick yes so yes good. the beginning of the series makes you pick kaname because you're like wow he's so brooding and handsome and Some he's a vampire Ooh. like you know it's it's the vampire tro- trope of like vampire versus vampire hunter it's it, they're playing off the twilight hype where it's like you have the vampire and you have the anti-vampire yeah. but like and- you don't know about <laughs> the incest until the end and you're just like right. i spent all this time rooting for this couple and falling in love with this man and this couple to find out it's incest what the fuck you can like tell me if you think this is like too problematic of a take but i think the reason that a lot of like famous shoujo series from like early to late 2000s um have a lot of like surprise incest in it or like step sibling incest is because they can't get the same forbidden love that um yaoi and yuri like stuff was able to get and like that was a lot of the appeal for straight people to get into yaoi and yuri was because oh forbidden love wow so romantic and so the only way that they could do that legally technically legally in um straight shoujo fit like stuff media was with the incest plot yeah i think that makes sense and I think I think having the the take and like saying that I I don't think that's necessarily us condoning it and saying yeah no I yeah. I genuinely like looking back on it and like as adults who consume a lot of media I think that's 
what happened and i don't know if it was yeah. conscious or not um in the industry but that's kind of the vibe i get yeah and i mean i think i think it also comes from sadly some gross places with like um i mean not all of it but there's like where you saw a lot of like step siblings is like lolly culture and people like yes like no that is a really good point the, oh, i wasn't even thinking about that because like when I saw that, you know, I was that thinking of this um, shoujo that I really liked um, from the early 2000s. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, but, like, in it, like, a big plot point is that uh, they're, they're members in a band. And a big plot point is that one of the band members, um, his, like, he falls in love and gets married to his, like, stepsister. But they're like, oh, we're not really related. We didn't grow up with each other. You know, we met a few years ago and we fell in love. And it was just like so random i'm like why'd they have to be step siblings like they weren't that wasn't central to the plot yeah like why couldn't we just make it not right yeah they could have just been friends or like if you really wanted it to be a forbidden love type thing i don't know maybe like they like he was her boss or something you know like that's still legal and it's gross but it it's not incest (laughs) yeah i don't know weird 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 yeah um, so I guess we can get into the fic I chose. Yeah, Stop I chose incest. incest on Jesus Christ. Um, been, it's called Been There, Done That by As You Wish on AO3. So this fic occurs within the canon of X-Men uh, First Class. So it okay. rec- occurs with like a specific scene. And when we get to it, like, we'll all know. And so this um, this is a Charles X. Eric fic. So um, a Professor X. X. Magneto fic. Oh, Professor okay. X. X. That sounds funny. Professor X. X. So um, it's from Eric's perspective. So I guess mm-hmm. I'll read for him and you'll read for Charles. Sounds like a plan. Yes. He has a little British accent, if I remember. I haven't watched Ooh, the X-Men like, movie in like, a while. Uh, like an actual British accent, so I get to yeah. do a bad one. Fun. Yeah, at least I think so. Don't call me a fake fan. I haven't watched the X-Men movie. I actually recently rewatched the X-Men movie, so I can't, like... I my brain is just stupid. Watch it. I have yet to like actually um, watch them. Oh, some of them are so top tier, like so my, good. I, my dad watched them. Days and, of Future mm. Past is amazing. My, oh my god, my I is, love like, it. My dad is my superhero show movie buddy, so like the fact that he watched them without me, he probably won't watch them again. So like, oof, I just can't get motivated to watch them. I love them. They're great. Um, <laughs> I feel like they were like the original like superhero movie. They craze. definitely were. Like I know that much. They're great, and I'm so pumped for them to come into uh, into Marvel and like the MCU. Sorry, not Marvel, but the MCU. Did they recast them? (sighs) Okay, I don't know. It's like it's. I would freaking kill for them to like reuse like a lot of the original um, actors. What's his face? Chris Evans, like one of them or something. Yeah, they definitely wouldn't reuse him. Yeah, that'd be funny if they did for Fantastic Four. It would be really funny if they did, but um. I would kill for them to use some of the original actors and bring them back. I think a lot of the casting was really, really good. So I would love to see some of the actors return. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to start. We probably won't read all of what I copy and pasted. And even that is not the entire fic. But it's, um, yeah. So it starts with one. Eric had a habit of waking up with the sun. He honestly couldn't remember if it was a habit he'd had as a child. There was very little he remembered from those days, save for the precious memories Charles had been able to pull from the recesses of his memory that Eric hadn't even realized he still possessed. It had served him well in all the years he'd spent on his own. He knew how to operate on little sleep, fuel himself with nothing but determination and grit. He took advantage of it at the matter by running around, running, ugh. 
He took advantage of it at the manor by going running in in the early morning. The dew on the grass dampened to sneakers as the sun peeked over the trees surrounding the manor grounds. These morning runs were as close as Eric had to letting his guard down in in as long as he could remember. I can't. I haven't. You're doing great. We haven't. To be fair, you haven't had to do a lot of reading like for this. No. A hot second because we did the special and um, you read for that and, yeah and we like pre-recorded a bunch so yeah so it's been a while yes. man um his instincts his instinct was to pu- push himself on this early morning's particular run but he held back knowing that his energy would be better spent on what would c- what was to come he had dreamt of shaw that night they were in germany and shaw was taunting him to move the coin only eric hadn't been a little boy anymore but a man an angry and embittered man, and he'd sent the the coin flying into Shaw's chest and bending it into his heart. Eric shook his head, shook off the last vestiges of the dream, and continued to run. Charles was alone in the kitchen when Eric came in from outside, sneaking in through the side door. Charles smiled warm- Ah! You're doing fantastic, Liz. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Charles smiled warmly at him, if a bit strained. No doubt the upcoming confrontation with Shaw and his mutants would had been weighing on Charles's mind as well. Good morning, Eric. Charles greeted, offering him a cup of tea. Um, Eric... For context, guys, like I said, I've never seen this. I don't know what he actually sounds like, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Eric declined moving in next to Charles to s- search the cupboards for coffee beans instead. Charles chuckled, taking a slow, careful sip of his tea. So uncivilized. He teased, opening the small wooden cabinet door beneath the sink to reveal a can of coffee beans. I'm pretty sure you have to have a degree from Oxford to be allowed to drink tea. Alas, Eric told him as he began making himself a strong brew. Charles snorted and they spent the next few minutes in in companionable silence. Charles looked into the remnants of his mug as if they held the secrets of the universe. Do you think they're ready? Charles asked suddenly. Do you think we're ready? Eric looked up at him. I don't know, he said honestly. Before Charles could reply, Raven came uh, careening into the kitchen, gripping the uh, doorway to steady herself. She was in her natural form, although she was dressed in regular everyday clothing. Oh, I guess I'll just read for it. Okay. Hank, she said breathlessly, is gone. Raising the submarine. So this is like a little skip, like a little skip to later. Okay. Raising the submarine had been the single most exhilarating and terrifying moment of Eric's life. He had never believed himself capable of such a thing, and all while, all the while Charles's voice was in the back of his mind, a reminder, a reminder, an anchor. Killing Shaw had been a, d- a different matter. Eric had expected that he would feel more. Oh, he had taken pleasure in the act, as though he could wrap himself in his vindication like a warm blanket, but it hadn't done much to fill the empty uh, cavern that lonely revenge-driven years had carved out from Eric's heart heart (laughs) he found out that he was oddly disappointed by that afterward er everything was so painfully simple the helmet the truth about humans comes uh the truth about humans come to light as at last urging his mutant brothers and sisters his friends to join him in the next step of evolution eric should have known that charles wasn't going to make it that simple eric was learning more and more that charles xavier rarely ever did simple when Charles fell to the sand, Eric knew in that moment that his life would never be the same again. I think, I think that's me. As I said, I haven't watched the movie in a while, but this is like very specifically like a scene from the movie. Okay. Um, I want you by my side. We're brothers, you and I. We want the same thing. Oh, my friend. I'm sorry, but we do not. 
we do not <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying liz i keep trying to like do a weird voice for him and i don't know him so i can't do a voice it's okay the rest of the views past eric by the blur all he had left were his words words and the small group of allies and whatever pieces of himself that remained that's what eric had he took raven and angel by the hand and in a blink of an eye they were gone the smell of salt and sea air were replaced by something old and stagnant musty and uh worn um essentially it's like jay just like basically like um like leave they're like peace out Mm -hmm. and like they leave him there yes um and then so this is day two eric had a habit of waking up with the sun he thought uh his first thought was of charles he had expected to dream of charles falling to the sand the scene playing out in a number of horrible ways it's like essentially so like uh eric aka magneto is the one who like puts him in the um Mm -hmm. like wheelchair at least yeah yeah that's what happens so it's like he kind of causes it to his like friend and he's basically like thinking of that again okay his first thought was of charles he had expected to dream of charles falling to the sand the scene playing out in a number of horrible ways strangely enough though it was his dream of shaw from the night before that lingered in his memory as he sat up it took him a moment to realize that he was in his bed at the manor Eric blinked, telling himself to remain calm. He wasn't sure how he ended up back at the manor. Had Azel... Oh my god, I don't know how to say that. Azel... I think? I don't know. Brought him here. (laughs) (laughs) Had Charles and the boys somehow had more contact with the CEA and... CIA. Not CEA. CIA and... But no, it wasn't possible. How could they have? Charles should be at the hos- at a hospital. The thought churned Eric's stomach, and it was followed by the thought that it was possible Charles and the others had never made it off the beach at all. Eric felt the world spin for a moment, sure he, w- sure that he would be sick. Had it had it all been a dream? Eric had never had a dream so vivid, so real. He felt shaken and unsteady. He was running his usual path around the manor before he fully registered what he was doing, and this time he found no solace in it. When he slipped into the kitchen, Charles was there, wearing the same blue button-down shirt and sweater combination he had been wearing the day before. No, not the day before, in the dream. It had been a dream, hadn't it? Good morning, Eric. Charles greeted, offering him a cup of tea. Eric looked at the cup and then at Charles. The sense of deja vu was so strong, he thought it would overwhelm him completely. I... Coffee. <laughs> That's he managed to literally say. you in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Eric managed to say, Charles chuckled and opened the cabinet under the sink, pulling out a can of coffee beans. So uncivilized. Eric could feel his mouth moving, but no words were coming out. Oxford degrees for for tea. (laughs) He finished lamely. Charles gave him a quizzical look. Are you all right, Eric? I know we've had a rather daunting day ahead of us, but... Raven came uh, careening into the kitchen, gripping the doorway to steady herself. Eric shook his head. He had to focus. Whatever he was remembering, whatever dream or nightmare conjured up by his subconscious, he had to put it aside. He would never be able to defeat Shaw if he couldn't pull himself together. Eric took a deep breath and centered himself, just in time to hear Raven tell them that Hank was gone. And so basically, the the whole scene on the beach plays out again. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to do the morning once again. Because, like, there's multiple. It's I think it's a great fic. So Mm -hmm. I really highly suggest reading it it's amazing Mm -hmm. um eric had a habit of waking up with the sun he sat up uh with a grasp clutching his sheets in his fist as he looked around his room at the manor he was getting this distinct distinct impression that something was very very wrong he dressed in his sweats and went for his for his usual morning run he couldn't have dreamt up two scenarios off the same day he didn't see see how it was possible he had to be waking up from 
the aftermath of what had happened in Cuba, he and Charles would work through what Eric had done with the missiles, and then he would continue to fight for the good of mutant kinds. He slipped into the kitchen, and there was Charles, in the same blue button-down and down shirt and sweater combination he had been wearing the day before, and the day before that. <laughs> good morning, Eric. Charles greeted, offering him a cup of tea. No, it wasn't possible. Eric shook his head, staring at Charles as if he had grown two, two heads. Charles laughed softly, bending down to retrieve the can of coffee beans from the cupboard below the sink. Eric took a step back. Charles stood, setting the can on the counter. I know, I know. Tea is for stuffy old British men. Strapping young German men drink coffee. Oh, Charles. Was it? It's German yes. accent. How do you do a German accent? Strapping young German no. men drink coffee. I don't know how to. I don't know. 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 Charles had taken on a horrible. I mean, it, it was a horrible German it accent. It sure was. There great. you go. There's the horrible and, accent. And pumps out his chest as he said the last part, and Eric felt like crying. Charles Eric. frowned. Eric, I was just teasing. I'm, I'm sorry. I tend to make terrible jokes and act inappropriately when I'm stressed or nervous. It's, today is, well, it's a rather big deal, isn't it? Do you think? Do you think we're all ready? Eric blinked at him. This wasn't happening. How was it possible that he was living the same day for a third time? Raven came in, uh, creating into the kitchen, gripping the doorway to steady herself. Hank, she said breath breathlessly, is gone. Woo! <laughs> I I actually really enjoyed this fic, and I think it's a great. Oh, are we stopping here? Yeah. I, okay. I think. I think like, yeah. I think we get. I we get the. Uh, the yeah, it, the... it's it's essentially like oh, it goes into like I don't remember if it goes into like he doesn't like you know mm. like cause like cause like the you know like uh, Charles like lose his like like you know like basically like lose mobility but I, it essentially ends with them together and them like you know him not leaving okay yeah it was late last night when i wrote this to be that's totally, totally fair i mean yeah. i also don't go here um it's cute i don't go here i mean <laughs> one of these days i'll maybe i'll actually do it but uh you do know. it it's great i want to rewatch. i'm gonna rewatch all it. of them again after uh school is over uh, we should watch them together then yeah, we should. I was originally going to be like, oh, I'll just rewatch it like the night before. And I'm like, no, school. <laughs> <laughs> Mood. I do love the X-Men movies, though. They're great. That's totally fair. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, as far as uh, Groundhog fix go, I don't think I'd read them just because like I've seen the movie. So to me, that's enough. And like, I'm not um the biggest fan. Like I said, like I prefer multi-chapter stories that are something new. And this obviously is not anything new. It's the same thing over and over again. So that's my hot take. Yeah, I really hadn't read like the fix before or even knew there were fix about it before. Mm -hmm. But um. I do like the idea of it. I think it would be something I would maybe look into reading once in a while because I think the premise it of bleh, the premise of it is really cool and yeah, I that's really totally valid. I really loved that fix and I thought it was really really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So I would maybe read it once in a while, you know, here or there. But okay, yeah. totally valid. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything else then about the uh, trope, or are we good? I think we're good. I don't have Fuck anything yeah. else to add. So, Liz, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at LazilyLiz. Where can we find you, Gaps? You can find me on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok at FladyTheNerd. Um, and what about the show? You can find the show's social media on 
So Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast or their Tropes Battle for Dominance. If you have any reason to email us, please email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Please follow, rate, comment wherever you listen to this because it helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, um, and like Liz said, please rate, follow, uh, subscribe, leave feedback wherever. We definitely want to hear from you guys, and it helps us, and it tells us what you guys want to hear from us so that, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship. Um, we look forward to telling you guys more about the Fifty Shades stuff either next week or the following, and until then, yeah. we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.